Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to MMA Uncaged here on the Ginger's Perspective. Remember to check us out on cs2pc.co.za as well as cliffcentral.com on the podcast page and of course on iTunes. So exciting times for MMA Uncaged. It's with me as always. The MMA authority, in my opinion, Justin Ferrier. Justin, let's talk about the week that has been so far in the world of MMA. And I think the most dominant story has been Rashad Evans not uh, getting that opportunity to fight. What's going on exactly? Well, he was scheduled to fight Tim Kennedy at UFC 205. And the New York, New York State Athletic Commission bombed that idea. That didn't license him. He was actually on a plane into New York and he got an email uh, saying that they weren't going to license him. Obviously, that was very upsetting, but he was quickly rescheduled for UFC 206, which probably was going to help to save that card yeah. because he's quite a big name. Big time. Uh, and, and, then, and then the Ontario State Athletic Commission has, has come out and said they're not licensing him either. Now, there's been a lot of speculation. Uh, Tim Kennedy's come out and said that he thinks it's of the brain, there's brain trauma, etc. Who knows? Uh, there's an irregularity in an MRI. MRI could be a bone. It could be his back. But... Uh, everything is leaning towards the fact that they're saying it's his head. He's been in a lot of fights. He fought at heavyweight. He was a light heavyweight champion, and now he's making his way down to middleweight. He's He's been around a long time. The UFC, the UFC obviously want him around being a former champion, and they will push to keep him, but he's been in a lot of wars. Yeah, and never mind that, he's, he's had a lot of training partners. People don't realize that a lot of the damage and and, and and a lot of the trauma that happens is actually done in the gym. We look at EFC, uh, we look at EFC 56, Cameron Monkeys is there to pull out because of because of concussion. And it's great that they've come out and they've been honest and they said he's concussed, he can't fight. Yeah. I mean, he's missing out on a payday. Cameron hasn't fought for a while, Yeah. Um, but his coach has done the right thing and been honest and said, right, we don't want to put him in harm's way. Yeah, you you know, c- even though EFC has got all the precautions and, and you've got to have honest coaches that'll tell you listen this is my problem yeah of course at the end of the day it is uh, the organization's responsibility be it the ufc bellator be it efc worldwide there's also a certain amount of responsibility that's got to come with uh, the fighters and the coaches isn't there yeah a lot of a lot of responsibility lies on the coaches because you know you get these young fighters who are so hungry to be involved they're so hungry for a fight they're so hungry for the limelight and all you know that's what they want to do they want to fight so a lot of guys won't tell you the truth how they feel I know fighters that have said, I'm fine, I'm fine, but they've got a broken hand. They just push through it. They don't argue. You know what I mean? All these things. And, and there's only so much medical tests will pick up. Yeah. You know, there's obviously with a brain scan, et cetera, et cetera, you'll pick up a lot. But a lot of these guys won't say, they won't take the precautions. They'll go and train. They'll go and spar hard when, when the coaches have specifically said, we're only one technical sparring. A lot of the world has moved away from hard sparring. They're moving, away, they're moving towards technical sparring because they know that you can't... There's only so many shots you can take. Definitely. So so what is uh, Rashad Evans' next move? I mean, if he's not not cleared by two athletic commissions, it doesn't leave him with a lot of options, does it? He's a big draw card for the UFC, so they're going to want to keep him. Um, so how it works is when the UFC goes into a territory where there's, where there's no governing body. So let's say, for example, they went to the Philippines. 
the Philippines will not have an athletic uh, commission. So the UFC will then take, they will become their own governing body. They will still employ all the big names, yeah. um, Herb D, Mark Goddard, all those officials and all those judges will still go there, but they'll actually, the buck will stop with the UFC. It won't be independent of the UFC. I see. That's how it may happen. Um, another option is the fact that um, he gets cleared and then a normal, a no, he is fine and because he said he's healthy. So yeah. who knows what's really happening. Another option is that he gets released by the UFC and he goes and fights in places with not so many rules. Yeah. Uh, for example, <laughs> uh, China, Japan, Russia, etc. I, I know that uh, Antonio Bigfoot Silva fought uh, this weekend. He was he was uh, dropped by the UFC and he was he he wasn't allowed to be on TRT, but he he looked massive and ripped like a bodybuilder in his last fight, which he dropped a decision on the weekend. Um, but that's another that's another argument altogether. But there are a few options for Rashad. I just okay. hope that he has surrounded himself with the right people. That if he's not safe, yeah, that he doesn't put himself in more harm's way. Yeah, well, let's hope that it's uh, not serious and, and it isn't a head injury and it is something else. Maybe it's a weight issue. Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe maybe. It's, maybe it's only a weight issue. Maybe maybe it's the fact that he is cutting too much weight and putting himself in harm's way because fighters have got this idea that if they can't make it a heavyweight, they'll move to light heavyweight, and they think it's easier. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. Sometimes the path, those guys are, you know, these guys are, are, are sometimes fitter and more agile than you, and you're coming from a higher weight, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's easier. Yeah, or more power or anything like that. Nothing's guaranteed. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And like I said earlier, hopefully it is not a head injury because he's a massive talent. And even at 37, he's still got lots to offer the UFC. Speaking of another guy who's who's potentially been linked with another organization, and, and I mean, this is speculation, but GSP, George St. Pierre, has been spotted at, at a Bellator gym. Is that correct? You know... Uh... Bellator and those guys, they, this is a mugs game, you know. They will try anything to snipe people and infiltrate, etc., etc. It may very well be uh, GSP just creating interest and in trying to drive his paycheck up from the UFC. Um, but yeah, he, he could he could move move along there. But I know Charles Sonnen was is uh, is likes a good likes a good limelight, and he, he was the one who invited him to train. But that uh, there's always smoke. Wherever there's smoke, there's definitely fire. Yeah, there's there's who knows. <laughs> but but I, I reckon that it's it's one of two things. He's definitely going to move across because they say he's a free agent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, UFC said he's not. But time will tell. But I mean, whatever he's doing, he's driving a stock up, and he's becoming more relevant. So the fact that he's in the news again is a good thing. That's the that's the point, isn't it? I think that's exactly what it is. He's realised he needs some PR. He needs to get people talking again. And maybe it will raise some eyebrows at the UFC that he's been invited to go and train at a Bellator gym. But at the end of the day, it's all about that relevancy and making sure people, as you say, have you top of mind. Because that's the only way you're going to get the viewers. You're going to get people talking and you're going to get that payday. I mean, ask Conor McGregor. He is an expert at getting people talking about what he does. And fine, he does deliver in the octagon and as did GSP. But that's pro probably what's happening now. But uh, it's quite interesting for me because Connor is this great star of the UFC. There's no doubt, Justin. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. He's the biggest star in the Ultimate Fighting Championship right now, right? 
Without a question, without without a, without a question, I think that Dana White will tell you that Ronda Rousey is, but that's only because he doesn't. That's only because he wants to poke on a little bit less than what he's paying. <laughs> but there's no question that he's that he's the biggest name. There's there's no question of his drawing power. The problem with 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 Connor is that he can't get too big for his boots because let's say he was headhunted by a big organ, a Russian organization yeah. or Bellator, whatever the case is. Will there be epic fights? Because yes, they may pull him across, but are they going to pull? the best opposition across for him. So is he going to be fighting the best of the best like he is now? Yeah. Probably not. Probably because not. Because it's, it's hard to stage a coup with everybody. You can maybe snap one guy. Yeah. Difficult to snap the top 10. Yeah. And I mean, we know now that Connor is going to be taking at least the next five months, six months off because he's, he's fought a lot. But is there truth to the rumor that the UFC doesn't want him to fight someone like Khabib Nurmagomedov, because potentially it could apple it could upset that apple cart that whole conor mcgregor circus the madness the showbiz the money the, the excitement is that a theory worth even entertaining absolutely conor is the perfect mix of talent and superstardom and he's able to he's, he's the most marketable fighter so let's play devil's advocate and say that he's not the best let's say khabib will beat him. I, I feel that he's a Khabib is a very hard fight for him. Will Khabib be able to sell as many pay-per-views as Connor? No. no. Will there be people getting up at all hours of the morning in the pouring rain to come and watch Khabib? No. I know I will, but I'm a fight fan, so yeah. you've got to exclude me. Of course. But we're talking about the general Joe Soap. Will, will they talk about the Russian or will they talk about Connor? Connor's the best best business bet for them. So Of course. Eventually, their paths will cross if Connor stays on top long enough. That has to happen. You cannot, you cannot hide. But they definitely can slow play it. They can, they can milk the most out of Connor for as long as possible. But yes, that is a bad matchup for Connor. It's a fight that may have to happen, but I think it might take a while for it before it does. I just love that Nogomedov just went to Dana White after two or five, and he said, "I'm going to smash your boy." Never mind after the fight, during the fight. Yeah. <laughs> He's also a special, special one, isn't he? All right, let's turn our attention now to uh, EFC Worldwide. EFC 56 happens on the 9th of December. The fight cards changed quite a bit, uh, including the fight that everyone kind of wanted to see. You know, Drikas Duplessis, I wanted to see him in action. Unfortunately, it, it hasn't happened, has it? Fadipe is out. Fadipe's hand broke. He posted a picture... Um, on social media when he was getting on the plane to go home after Sun City and his left hand was very swollen um, and he hasn't recovered from that um, so he's he, he's not pulling out because of issues that these are genuine medical issues so yeah. he's not pulling out because he's scared even though it will be a very hard fight Felipe is looking in the best possible shape he's in yep. and would give the Drickers the, the best possible fight he could it's just that if you've got damaged tools you can't fight so that's understandable Yeah. so along Along comes Graham Cartmel. He says, right, I'm going to offer the title fight to Mark Hill. Dricker said no to Mark Hill. He said uh, he doesn't want, he wants more of a challenge. Sure. What do you make of because that, by the way? You know, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I think, I think, I think Mark is, is like a dark horse. I think he's, he, he's, he's a very intense individual. So there's no question uh, from what I've heard, he's a demon on the mats. He, he's very good at jujitsu. He's won a few competitions. And a very dedicated guy. A lot of people have said a lot of good things about him. I just think that Drickus is a different animal. Yeah. But that's for another argument. So sure. Drickus turned the fight down, and 
a lot of people say that a champion should fight anybody, but Trickus is not known as a scared person. He doesn't generally pick his fights, and he's he he rather fight. He's chosen to rather fight Heretic, who's a middleweight, so it's not a title fight. Yeah, he's going up a division uh, where he used to fight, and he's going to fight the pole. Yeah, the Polish tank they call him. Exciting times. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Uh, looking at some of the other fights, there, um, you've got. A uh, Bahati against Burski. That's a title fight. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Cabeza and Buerta, also a title fight. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, uh, the one that pricks my ears up is Cabeza. He's just changed camp, so he's, he's, he's moved along to Brendan Katz. He's left fight with Militia. He started a gym there, obviously, wanting to uh, change his career, etc., become a coach. Um, be interesting to see his performance without Fight Fit Militia in his corner. Yeah. Um, but is no slouch. Uh, I do feel that Cabez is a better wrestler, but Boto was going to do his best to knock knock Cabeza out. So that's an interesting fight. Another interesting fight that pricks my ears up here is uh, a late replacement, Hawkey versus Azzy Thomas. Yeah, Hawkey. So, Hawkey's putting some yeah. some W's together at the moment. He is. He is. And uh, you know that's going to be a stand up war. You know they're not going to want to go to the ground. Azzy Thomas is. He, he put Boyd down. Um, he's a tough guy. He's got a, a, a different attitude, but so does Hawkey. So there's going to be some bad blood there. Very interesting. Uh, finally, Bahati and Burski, how do you see that one going? I know we're still a little way out, but Bahati is a big lad, strong boy. Burski's had the title before, hungry to get it back around his waist. How do you see that one going? Uh, you know, I said it before and I was wrong with... Uh, I, I, I thought that Mikhail wasn't going to beat him, but Mikhail did. Um, I'm going to go Bahati again because... Uh, He's an animal, bro. He is a massive, massive man. Um, although Bersky is, I mean, Bersky's good. He's just been out of action for a little bit injury prone, etc. Hurt he hurt his knee or whatever. Bersky finds a way to win, but I, I do see Bahati retaining the belt. Well, that's the final EFC of the year. Carnival City, 9th December. You don't want to miss that one. Justin Ferrier, thanks very much for your time. Remember, this is MMA Uncaged. We're on iTunes, cliffcentral.com. And uh, you can find us on the Ginger's Perspective, cs2plusc.co.za.